You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. I haven't done the Pillars of Hamilton for about six, seven months. Um... I decided I was done with it. I had moved on to my other show in the Nostalgia Cafe, and I, I, I just didn't have the time to do this show. Uh, and I decided if there was uh, ever someone I really wanted to talk to or uh, uh, an important moment, uh, I would turn on the mics and, and, and drop an episode. And I didn't realize it was going to be this soon, and it, it, it's just tragic why, why we are doing this. But um, we're doing this for a very special reason, and I'm just so appreciative of my two guests who are coming on who are going to be telling stories and, and celebrating the life of my very, ooh, can't get emotional already, <laughs> of my very good friend, uh, Dan Morrow. They've been on my show before, but please, gentlemen, please reintroduce yourselves. I'm Andy Julia. And uh, hello, I'm Ray Zippion. <laughs> no, I'm Ray Zippion, actually. And I'm Andy Julia. How are you? Gentlemen, gentlemen, it's good to see you guys here. I mean, you guys are... How long? We're legends. Legends We're of Hamilton, yeah. possibly the world. <laughs> um, how long did you guys know Dan for? Oh, God. I knew I knew Danny for over thirty five years, around thirty five years. So me and Danny graduated together. Um, we lived in the same neighborhood when we were uh, like ten, twelve, and hung out a little bit. And then, but but Andy um, hung out with Andy. Oh, sorry, Andy. He did hang Andy out with Andy, out but <laughs> he hung out with Danny. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> Danny, like high school, and um, because you know Danny was more music. I was I was in the sports, and However, then um, yeah. So yeah. lately, people have been coming to me with all kinds of old dance stories. I right. love hearing them, and one of them was just about kind of like the Sandlot type thing, where him and his boys would get together and play some baseball. Were you ever a part of that? No. Mm-mm. No, we were like Danny was. A little crazy when he was younger. Well, he was, do you he remember was, he used to like smash stuff on his head? Like yeah, he would fall do, down steps on purpose. He would do crazy, yeah. crazy stuff. Um, but what I always remember was that he was a musical genius, right? And I was like, well, what is that? Like he would pick up a guitar, listen to a song, and then play it. I still don't understand how he did it. Like he was never classically trained in anything, right? No. Piano, he picked up. I mean, his father was a brilliant artist. His father was one of, if not the last guy that did um, the hand-free art. So he did most of the signs in Hamilton. So, like, I what had signs. A, are we talking about? Like, I had a when I had my uh, detail shop. He came. So, if you wanted, if you bought a business and you just wanted on the side of your building, okay, if you wanted to put. Um, your business, okay, read daycare. He would come, and most people, they do vinyl now. They print it on vinyl, or or they, you know, paint on something and put it up. Danny would come, his father would come and hand paint directly on the wall. with no. He would measure with just his hands, and, 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 and he would just go at it. And letter, any kind of lettering and... and um, he, he was amazing. He Sounds like he was the go-to guy for that. Oh, he was it. Yeah, he, was. he was it. He still has signs up. If you go by Frog Rock, uh, the golf course, every sign there was Danny. He had a, a special technique that he did. So the father was like this great artist when it came to, 
to that. And then Danny, I always remembered, just would pick up anything he saw, uh, guitar, and would play. He would listen to the song and then play. Uh, piano, same thing. So It was th- weird, like... Because we were hanging out every single week. We were talking about stuff from the 80s, 70s, just laughing, shooting the shit, just having a good time. And then all of a sudden, I'd watch a video of him performing, and I'd be like, holy crap, I keep forgetting. Like, this dude is brilliant. Like, I would forget how good he was. He Just to remember all the words to every type of song that he (laughs) sung in his show. And then I just heard one today. Um one of his old buddies is is pushing. He did a song for the Flyers. Yeah, I heard it. That's kind of. I mean, it's really good. And like this was done in '06, and yeah. now the kid's trying to get it played at the Flyers games. Um, Dan, Danny was he was just one of a kind. And the the cool thing about Danny was he told me. I mean, recently, he was proud that he was a, a professional musician. He said, you know, there's not many guys in town that made a living their whole life playing music. You know, you got guys that have full-time jobs and then they're, they're in a band on the weekend. I mean, that was that was it for Danny. You know, he was like self-insured and he was his own little company. Did he ever do anything else? No, he worked at Bagliani's. Right, I did know that. Yeah. But I mean, as a, kid, as, as a kid, though? <laughs> no, like, I, think he, I think he was in his, like, late teens, early 20s, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, But still, as most of his adult life, he was a... A working musician. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And he made good money. Like, no, I'm not talking, you know, just surviving, he you made, know? Yeah, yeah. He made a full living, dude. Yeah, and, he and, did. And, and the, uh, the people that he performed for, like the restaurants and everything, they came to the funeral. Right. They closed shop, and they were ex- explaining that Danny wasn't just a performer. He was their family. He was special. To right. Where they loved him, man. So as he got older and he would perform, um, we, we kind of reconnected. Um, I would always go when he did Facebook Live. I was on every, almost every time he was on Facebook Live. He'd see my name and then he'd play Kiss or I would request something with Kiss, you know. So um, that's how we reconnected as we got older. And then he came on our, uh, Andy and I show a bunch of times and, and uh, played live. And, and, uh, and then, of course, when I was in my accident, he came in and surprised me. Wait, yeah. I, I don't want to just gloss No, I have that. that tape, too, so, so we, we could listen to that. So if it weren't for uh, Andy Julia and the episode I did with him on Pillars, I, I don't know if I would know Dan because uh, he was about my fifth or sixth guest, and I was looking for guests, and Andy looks at me, and he's like, you know, there's this one guy you might want to have him on your show. And um, after you told me the story, I was like, I, I need this dude on my oh, show. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, are you, uh, you down to tell the story? Which one in the hospital? Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, when Andy, uh, when Andy, again, Andy must be thinking about me. I'm hogging up all your times, what he's saying. <laughs> no, Bastard won't shut up. Um, no, when when uh, when he would go on Facebook Live, and he would, he was always going on, and he would just go on and take, uh, people would say, Danny, play Billy Joel, play, you know, and he would just play. This goes out to Andy, I'm going to play Billy Joel. So, of course, he would see me, and he would play Kiss. You know, this goes out to Ray, and... Uh, and then I would make requests. Uh, then he would tape his shows. So when he would be at a, a restaurant, he would then go. Fa- he would do Facebook Live for like an hour while he was performing. So then I would go on and make requests there. So when I was in in the accident, um, 
I'm just laying in the hospital one day. It was probably a month into when I was, you know, so I was up in. For those that don't know and are listening, Ray was in a devastating car accident. Like, I was in, yep. Yeah, I mean, like coma, the whole nine. So go ahead. So, um, so this was probably a month into it where I'm just laying there and you're kind of really depressed at this point because, you know, you, all you do is think about everything and, you know, they got you on so many drugs that you don't even know where you're at. So I hear this, I hear music playing in the hallway and I'm just sitting there. Um, I forget who was with me. I don't know if I was alone. I know my wife came in while he was playing. And then all of a sudden Danny walks in as he's playing. So it's not like he walked in and said, he's singing in the hallway, walks in and he's playing Kiss. And he played like three songs. He, he did a medley of like three songs. In like two minutes, and then I got I, I, I'm in the background singing with him. It was probably the only three good kiss songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Stop it! Suck. They don't. I love Kiss. So we know. It just, we know. It, it just was so special, and it just made made my day, week, you know, month, and then um. So I'm talking to him. I said, what are you doing? He's like, "Uh, well, I got permission to do this. He said, I used to perform here or or, uh, for the the heads of the hospital. So he actually called them, got permission. I think he was working like in the area. So he got permission to come in. And now everyone's looking at me because they're all peeking in. They see this guy playing guitar and he's in my room. So, like, they're like, dude, you must be special. You know what I mean? So, you get your own concert. It was just amazing. And, and, and thank God I taped, like, the middle to end two minutes of it. I saw it. So, I have it. It was on my site. And um, he, he just made, made my, uh, my month, man. It was just so special. He, he's just, just a sweetheart. You know what I mean? Like just a sweetheart. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't really to do that. You can't deny that at all. He's also just a very charitable guy in general. When we were doing the uh, the uh, nostalgia cafe, hmm. we had a guest on, uh, and he he was one of the actors from one of the Freddy Krueger movies, and he's doing uh, a big charity. Um, I'm not going to go into details about it, but you know, I just looked at Dan after the show. I was like, you know, we should probably contribute. The dude, without me even knowing, I found out on my own, uh, just wrote the guy a $100 check, a guy we never met, and he said it was from both of us. Right. I didn't put a dollar into it. I, I mean, and that's just who Dan was. And then I, when I asked him and Karen about it, they're like, yeah, you know, we, we, put a, we put aside money every month for charity, for whenever we can find a good charity to give it to. It's funny you say Karen. Cause, and again, Andy has all the... Uh juicy stories when they were older like they did crazy stuff he went out to california and, and all that but mm-hmm. and but later on as, as you mentioned karen then that um i mean what do you call it the the, the, the way they were with oh. each other was just a love story that you'll never um ever see uh, danny was so in love with Karen, and I'm sure she was with him, but yeah. he was, um, and real quick, I, I just got to, because I forget stuff from the accident. So I had called Andy. I was, uh, again, Andy, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, no. I had called Danny um, when I was doing a podcast by myself, 
Um, Andy, yeah. Andy was doing a sh- Andy was doing the idiots, and I I was on my own because Ray left me, and um, I had to. I was forced. Did, how much was he? But his his title of his new show is like me, myself, and I. Yeah, <laughs> me, myself, and you. Oh, it was that. Okay. Not, it's yes. Yeah, so those, those were also the listeners that he had on that. Yes. Show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Andy. So, so, <laughs> so anyway. We did third side of the story too. It was another third anyway, side of the story. The yeah. show isn't about us. Go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty much paying for some other guy to just talk the whole time, um, hey. and then me and Andy. <laughs> so anyway, I called Danny. You know, again with my uh, bonehead ideas, and I said, Danny, listen, I want you to. Uh, why don't you come on the show every week? I said, just come on and sing and and, and do something and. You know, what do you think? And he said, Ray, I really, um, I, I really not interested. He said, I, I got to be honest with you. He says, um, really? oh yeah. He said, I, I'm so content right now. He says, you know, just being with Karen, he says, and I oh. really don't want to leave her side. I swear to God. I said, Dan, it's like half hour, an hour <laughs> a week. I said, you know, and he said, I know. He said, I just, um, he just didn't. And I was like, my God. God, the love story with these two. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, and I remember... It was just insane. Before I had met him, I'd I'd see their posts online, and you know how people post stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I was like, all right, these two. Yeah, it'll last six months. Yeah, or or just, oh, they're just posting. Yeah. They're faking it for the camera. Yeah. And then I met them here at Pillars. They came in, and I was like, wow, they're... And then I'd go over to their house week by week, and it just was what it was. There was no fakeness. No. About it. They were truly and madly yeah. in love with each other. He never called her Karen. The beautiful Karen. You, that's right. Do you know how many times he would say that in every episode? Absolutely. Right. I mean, that, that's, that was Danny. He was so, so much in love. And uh, so I'm glad that he got, I mean, how, you know, how many people get, I guess, to find their, their soulmate, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough. Um, Andy, that's another story, but, uh, <laughs> that's a story for another show. Yeah. Thought he did, <laughs> but about us, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, that's cool. But yeah, were you, so, so Andy, were you friends with Dan and Karen when they first met like way back in the oh, day? Yeah. Yep. Um, the f- first time I met Danny, I was at a, like a high school function and a friend that we, uh, had at the time that we you know no longer had um he came up to me and he was like yeah well because i did i did comedy and like you know i just messed around recording and stuff and uh so he goes i got this guy i met he's a freshman and uh he wants to meet you because of stuff you're into and i'm like all right all right whatever so he came over and he was like hey man what's up i'm like uh uh, you know what's up i'm like this guy's a weirdo (laughs) and he's just staring at me the whole time like he just kept staring i'm like And he's like, uh, you want to come over to my house? I got to, we can record something downstairs in my basement. I'm like, yeah, um, I, I don't know about this. <laughs> I really don't know. And then, uh, he winds up like, I, I don't, I don't know what happened. I wound up at his house though. You know what I mean? My brother, Michael was, uh, friends with him and he was real groggy, right? Andy. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> was, but, uh, yeah, I woke up my pants were unbuttoned. button. I was like, what's going Whoa. on here? Anyway. So, Ow. uh, we hung out and we, we just started bullshitting and it turned out that like, you know, he was in the same, like he loved comedy and he loved music and that's you know, right up my alley because I, I love both too. And uh, by getting real quick, going back to his dad, right? As far as being an artist, 
he Danny was a Beatles nut, man. He loved them, right? He loved, like everything about him. He his dad painted like the four Beatles, um, like a, almost like busts, but like uh, like painting on the wall, and uh, they were in their Sergeant Pepper's outfits. And I mean, it, it was unbelievable looking. It was cool as shit. We mean and in their he, house, like yeah, you? down in the basement in Danny's like first like studio area where he had like the piano set up and everything. He uh, his dad painted that for him. So that was really cool. I mean, he was he was a great artist and everything. So when I was down there with Danny, um, we would like just get into like different conversations and stuff, right? And then he was like, "Well, you know, uh, we could do voices and stuff, and I could record it." And he would start playing the piano or whatever. He had this little cat. I mean, it, the, at the first shit he had was just this little computer, like little keyboard Casio thing. I think it was. And it recorded. No, he had a four track at the time. Oh, this okay. little little thing, and he would he knew how to work it or whatever. But uh, we would do like. We did like different voices and like, you know, he, he, he would be able to mess with like the uh, different tones of the voices and the different pitches and everything. He would be able to mess with that. And then he got an eight track and an eight track. uh, Were you guys just messing around doing the voices? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just, we would do little skits and stuff climbing around and uh, I'm like, yo, this, this kid's got like some talent here, right? But he was shy. He didn't, he didn't want to do talent shows. He didn't want to perform or anything. No way. Swear to God. So we, uh. We left the high school one day, and I said, dude, I got to go get my hair cut, like, today, right? So we, well, he walked over with me, and while we were walking over, we started talking. I said, And he goes, uh, he said, are you, you're hosting the talent show this year. You know, our, they, they had, like, two talent shows. Now, at the time, all the talent shows were were, like, dancers, singers, horrible musicians. Like, they would stare at the guitar. Their mothers would scream. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'd hear, like... In the audience, Ugh, there was like painful. nobody there, right? Painful. So I, we kind of took it was it was really and then Tom, this other guy came along, Tom Holler. He was from California. He was from Jersey, but lived in California. He came to the school, and him, Danny, and I started this like makeshift radio station. We were actually podcasting before podcasting was popular. You know what I mean? It was uh, in Tom's house, actually, in the basement. He had this horribly wired i mean if you touch something wrong you got electrocuted <laughs> and uh i mean we would sit down there and just record and the, and he got and uh, who i forget who it was but they were they found out about it right and they were like yeah we want to hear the t- we you're talking about people at school yeah 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 so we were like you know like juniors uh, you know danny was a sophomore we were juniors or whatever and uh so we started like giving out the like we had like a greatest hits tape all right it was like W-D-A-T, Danny, Andy, Tom. And it was the guys was the other part of it, right? Which was like other straggler friends and everything that would be involved. But the main thing was me, Danny, and Tom. I've heard W-D-A-T so many times and I had no idea. That's yeah, that's what it, what it is. Yeah. So, uh, and then, and him and Tom would piss me off because neither one of them would work, right? Tom worked at where the, at this place called Tappers in town. It's where the mm-hmm. store, where the, where stationary the, exactly, store. where the uh, toy market is now, right? It used to be sta- Tappers stationary. So Tom used to work there like, two days a week i had like a full-time freaking job when i was in high school and they would always be like yeah we're gonna get to danny would call me hey mr julia he's like you want to get together and record tonight i'm like yeah but i gotta when i'm done working you know what i mean dan called you mr julia yeah he would kid around me that's that's what he said anytime he needed anything he would call me and i'm like hello and he'd be like hello mr julia 
what are you doing? I need your voice tonight. Could you come over and record with us? So anyway, I would be like, yeah, after work, but don't record unless I'm there. That's why, you know, when I posted, I said, don't hit record until I get oh, there. Oh, I saw you post that. And I didn't. I'm so glad I know what that means. Those two pricks would go and do like skits without me and write write songs and shit by themselves. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing this for? And I've never heard this stuff. You know what I mean? We wouldn't sit around. We Later on, we would sit and write stuff, but at the, we would just do stuff off the top of our heads. We had uh, Jerry Jewell one time was a guest. It wasn't really her. It was Tom. Tom Holler. And uh, <laughs> and Holler would play it up, man. And, and What would these skits be? Oh, it would be anything. Like we were, It was like we had a radio, a morning show that was just insane. Because back then, like Stern wasn't really big at the time. So you're talking about you were podcasting before. You were oh, podcasting dude. like decades oh, before. Yeah. Oh, way before. Yeah, we're talking like we were in high school. And I'm 51 now. So, I mean, it was a while ago. Anyway, so we would record and stuff, and, like, just for example, like, Tom would be Jerry Jewell, and she had CP, right? But she was a stand-up comedian, and she was also lesbian, and she was on Facts of Life. It was a TV show, and she played the girl's cousin or whatever. But Tom was fixated on Jerry Jewell, like, the way she talked, walked. He thought it was hysterical for whatever reason. I don't know, but he was just into it. So we had to <laughs> add Jerry Jewell on the morning show. So it was getting on Danny's nerves, right? Because he, he wouldn't stop doing it, right? It wasn't funny. It, it was funny, but Dan, it was just like, all right, Danny was like, all right, can we move on the next thing? You know, you know how Danny was. <laughs> he was like that on our show. He like would turn my run, mic man. off. Right, right. So uh, he's like, can we? And then Tom acted like he fell down the steps as Jerry Jewell. And Danny's like, and she's like, oh, you hear it? Oh, you hear boom, 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 boom. Oh, my God, my head, my head. He's like, my neck, I think my neck's broke. He's like, well, if you keep your fucking head straight and... I don't know why it killed me, but uh, <laughs> that was like everybody was walking around talking about that. They were like, "Yo, you guys are how could you have Jerry Jewel do an imitation of Jerry Jewel?" And like, and Danny was like cursing and like, you know, you never heard Danny. Danny, nobody heard Danny's voice. You know what I mean back then. So uh, that was like the beginning of everything. Did when, anyone? So was this just for you guys, or did you guys actually let no, other this people? Was, this was just for us because we were just idiots. And we wanted to have a good time. So we and we were all in the recording. We were all in the music and stuff. Like Tom was in the Bob Dylan, right? So he would leave Danny and I like albums or ta or cassette tapes of Bob Dylan, like on like on our in our rooms. He would just drop them there, and then you'd find them, and you'd be like, "What? Well, why did he leave these here?" And it was like so you can get cultured on like Bob Dylan. Wow. None of us like Bob Dylan except Tom. <laughs> I'm like, the guy sounds like buckwheat, dude. I'm not into this. Dan didn't like uh, Bob Dylan. I think he did as he got older. I don't think okay. he did when he was younger, okay. but because both of us were like, what the fuck? But anyway, so uh, sorry about that. Are we? You're editing, dude. This is, oh, this I, will all be edited. Oh, good. No, because, yeah, well, dude, there's stories. Do you want it to be? Because this, nah, I don't, whatever. No. Okay, no. This. Do you this, know me? We're all adults. Yeah. I'm a comedian. Yeah. I don't like censorship at all. But all right, anyway, drop it like it's hot. Right. So anyway, so that happened, and then we started getting into like you know we had girls coming over and and, and have and then we had parties at the house, right? Um, Danny's mom was cool, and we we never got in any trouble really, and it was just the house was packed with people. I mean, packed, and. uh so we started like hanging out with these girls and other people were getting involved. And uh, so real, here's one story real quick. So this girl called us out of the blue. Neither one of us knew her, right? She got my number, my bedroom number for some, from somebody. <laughs> yes. And uh, she said, you know. I he had a bedroom number, by the way. Yeah, That's, I did. Yeah. So uh, as opposed to my parents' number. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> <cell phones. laughs> yeah. line. So uh, anyway, so she called and she said she uh, somebody like she, through the grapevine of friends had the tape of us, 
And she got our, my number and wanted us to go hang out. And I was like, all right, we'll do it, Dan. Is it cool? And he's like, yeah, man, come on, let's go. So she had friends, right? And I said, okay, how many girls are going to be at your house? And she said, like, seven. I said, okay, I'm going to bring seven of my friends with us. And we went over there. It was like a dungeon, this fucking place. Like, downstairs, Whoa. she's like, we're going to go downstairs. I mean, the way she made it sound, like, it was like this, like, finished basement. And it had a pool table and... All the drinks you can possibly imagine. And by the way, back in the day, Danny didn't drink at all. He, yeah, never. Bare, very rarely did I see him drink. But anyway, ate chocolate like it was an addiction. But I mean, other than That's that. That's what the story is, right? Everyone would be drinking and have a bowl of ice cream. Yeah. That's the truth. Or, or Domino's pizza or chocolate. He made a chocolate cake one time. Like, not one time. Many times. Love that dude. He was, he was a nut. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, we go to this house and the, like the ceilings are like... It's a regular, like, unfinished basement with a pool table. So every time you went to, like, take a shot or whatever, you were hitting your head on a pipe, right? So the girls, now the story is, the girl <laughs> said to us, come over, we have plenty of beds. This is what she said. We have plenty of beds. I got plenty of girlfriends. Come over, bring your friends. We're going to have a great time. My parents are out of town. I'm like, awesome. Wow. So we, like, three cars head over there, right? And this is all based and, off a of tape that you guys recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what we were getting laid because of tapes, right? The comedy tapes. That we wow. Had. So anyway, we go over there, and uh, and it wound up uh, Danny and some girl and me and another girl, and we went upstairs, and we were, we were, I think the plan was to mess around, and all of a sudden we hear, like on the wall downstairs, and this guy's voice was like, he sounded like a biker. He's like, get the fuck down here now. Oh. Danny disappears, right? <laughs> I'm hiding, like, between a door, like, the open door. I'm hiding back there. Like, Dan's gone. Yeah, Dan just disappears. <laughs> and he was standing right next to me. He disappears. I'm like, where the fuck did he go? And this guy's like, if you don't come down here, I'm coming up after you. So get down here now, right? Whoa. The girls are gone, right? They're going down the steps. And it's and I'm listening. I'm like, is that him coming up? Or are they, are they going down? Whatever. And I'm like, Danny. <laughs> I'm like, Danny, where are you? Dude, we got to get out of here. So they're down the steps, and it's this, it's this girl's uncle who's supposedly watching the house, right? Now, everybody down in the basement's all outside because he already kicked them all out of the house. I know you're up there looking for you outside. The two of you better come down here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Danny's like, yeah, man, yo, yo, I'm under here. I'm like, where are you? <laughs> He slid, like, on the floor, on this hardwood floor, and slid under the bed. Right? Oh, like a ninja. Yeah, and he came, and I said, you got to come out, dude. You, we got to leave. <laughs> this guy's going to come up here and kill us. So, anyway, he comes out. He's got dust bunnies from head to toe. He, and he had this long, you ever seen, you've seen the pictures of him when he was younger with that long curly hair? Yeah, dude, back when he was in hair bands and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, he, he gets out, and he's like. Um, and this guy screams like, dude, I'm scared that this guy's going to kill us. I'm like, all right, look, here's what we'll do. Just run down the steps and we'll go right out the front door and that'll be it. So we went down and as we're going down the steps, this guy's like five foot tall and skinny <laughs> with like a porn stash and a, and a bald head. You know what I mean? Oh, no, like, yeah, dude. He had the love, the love, the ring of love on his sides. Oh yeah. The but donut he just had the voice. You know what I mean? And I'm like, was that you that was screaming for us? <laughs> and Danny goes, just keep going, man. Just keep going. <laughs> So we and he's like, yeah, it was me. Get out of this house, Mama. You shouldn't be here. My sister's gonna flip when she finds out that my niece brought you guys in here. All the, all seven of you, get out of here. So anyway, the, my brother and our friends are all outside, right? So we go out, and we now we're not we're not moving fast at all, right? We're like, oh, this guy, both of us will be able to take him, right? <laughs> so we walk out, and they had the like the like a mud room in the front, 
And this girl had pins, like rock pins. They were like guitars. Back in the day, they were like... Uh, oh, yeah. I they were lapel, the MTV you know, Remember those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The lapel twin, uh, pins. Like and it was a guitar. But it was like this big, and it said like it had the Van Halen logo yeah. or yeah, the yeah, doors yeah. or whatever. Kiss. So they had... Yeah. Anyway, so we grabbed. <laughs> Danny's like, are we all going back to my house? And I said, yeah. And as we're walking, we're, we're getting told to leave. This guy's like right there, right? He didn't move. He didn't follow us out or anything. So we get in the mud room, and Danny's like, we're going back to my house, right? I said, yeah. He goes... Dude, I don't have nothing but for anybody to drink. Grab those two. They were three liter bottles of Pepsi at the time, right? Grab like three of those. Grab three of them. And he's like, are they all Pepsi? And I'm like, well, there's like, you know, we're standing there. The guy's like wanting us out of there. And Dan's like, well, what do you got? What did you grab? I said, Dan, I got I got three three liters of Pepsi. He's like, yeah, put one of those back and grab a Sprite. Come on, <laughs> What if somebody wants Sprite at the house? So I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, all right. So I grabbed the Sprite. He goes, he's like, yo, did you see these pins? And I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, there's a couple Van Halen ones in here, and there's a Stones pin. He's like, and the other ones sucked. They were like, you know, I don't know who was bigger than Winger. Time. Well, whatever. So I was like, all right, do you, well, you want to grab the board, too? I mean, what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm just going to take a couple. So he did. I still have two of them, right? No way. Van, I have Van, Van Halen. I have Van Halen, the VH logo, and Van Halen written on a white guitar, a little white guitar that no. he stole, right? <laughs> Souvenirs. Yeah, and then we went back to the house and ordered the uh, Domino's, and we all hung out. Wow. Do you still have the pins I gave you? Yes, I do. Oh, I, just I, as a matter of fact, I yes. have the, the guitar necklace you gave me. Thank and you. when Eddie died, Eddie Van Halen, by the way, it's in, in my new truck that's outside. I got you the, I made you a perler bead yes, once you died. Yes, and I still have that too. It's on my, my fridge. I got my Gene Simmons uh, perler bead. Hell so, yeah. So, yeah, so that was one, uh, that was just one story. But there, uh, I love your impression of young Dan Morrow. Oh, Dan was funny. He's like, no, nah, man. Hi, hey man. <laughs> is there video? Can, is, dude, tell no. me, tell me, one of those tapes are still available. Uh, well, Danny, if you remember when we did the other show, I was on Nostalgia Cafe. We did a comedian show on there. You could check it out. I'm sure it's somewhere um, on Spotify or whatever. Yeah, yeah, check it out, Nostalgia Cafe. If you want to, I want to say that, guys. If you want to hear any of Dan Morrow's. Uh, he was just gold on the show. He held the show together, and we had so much fun. We talked to celebrities. We talked about all the favorite things from our childhood. Check out the Nostalgia Cafe if you want to hear Danny do what he does second best. First right. best, obviously, is his music. So uh, when we were on there, Danny actually brought – we were talking about DAT and about comedy and us doing podcasting before podcasting was podcasting. You know what I mean? And uh, he said he has it on CD. He's had, he has, like, the greatest hits you know his his version of the greatest hits that we did. He has so, it somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, and he and he passed. I never, you know, ah. I didn't expect that to happen. So he's got it. He's got it somewhere in his in the house, I guess. Oh man! So maybe we will talk to Karen. Yeah, we'll mention it. it to Karen. Was that the last time you you saw Dan? Was no, the, the last time I saw Danny was when I, I the Richard Simmons Funko Pop came that I got you guys. When, and, and then you came to the show. No, I was at the show, right? Uh -huh. Yeah. And you guys, we, we wound up talking about, like, just about 70s, 80s, 90s stuff. And, there, and I don't know how Richard said, oh, I know how it came up. Because I was in the store that same day. And I said to Danny when we were doing a show, I'm like, why all of a sudden this Richard Simmons, did he die? Hmm. I'm like, I see all this Richard Simmons yeah, memorabilia everywhere. Up. I'm like, what the hell's up with that? And he's like, it's because the 80s, 80s are back, man. You know, whatever. So I said, oh, okay. So when I left... That night, I ordered the Funko Pop of uh, Richard Simmons. 
Yeah. And then I and and when it came, finally came, that was the last time I saw him. I went over there. I was like, "Yo, I got you this." And he opened up the box, and we start pissing ourselves. I'm like, "Look, it looks just like him." You know what I mean? Because like in his little short shorts or whatever. Right. So that was the. I have a really good last memory of Danny was him. You know him laugh, you know, us laughing, laughing together. Over yeah. Richard Simmons. Right. That's that's hilarious. We had a whole fight over. Uh, I thought Richard Simmons was the guy in Kiss. <laughs> Dude. No. Yeah, I, no, that's Paul. <laughs> Stop it. It's not Richard Simmons. We had a good laugh over that. You know, we mentioned you. I said you'd be so pissed if you heard that one. Ray had, not to like get into us or anything, but Ray, Ray was, uh, he went to a concert where like Paul gave away the guitar, right? And what did he do? Kiss it or something? Yeah. Blood and on you it, got right? it, right? No, no not Paul the guitar. Stanley. Paul Stanley, didn't he kiss the guitar or something? Or you could get him to kiss it or whatever? No, he before he breaks the guitar at the right. end of the show, he, he puts his lips on him. He puts his, he got the lipstick let's, on. Let's not, like, he let's not, a let's big not kiss. give him any credit. That guitar no. is pre-broken. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of yeah it is, because oh, he only really? hits it. Did Whoa, they do yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. fakes like pro he wrestling. Hits it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all that shit, what we grew up with, well, not you, because you're young, right? But, like, all right, so Van Halen back in the day, you'd see David Lee Roth chugging these bottles of Jack Daniels, right? Now, as like when I was a teenager, I'm like, well, I want to be like David Lee Roth. <laughs> I want to, I want to try Jack Daniels, and I hated it. I'm like, how does he guzzle this shit? It wasn't Jack Daniels. They would empty it like whatever, no, and it was, it was iced tea. tea. Yeah, and he would chug all like, the actors. Dean was, Martin. Dean Martin was famous for doing. Are that. you Ginger including? Real. Are you including Motley Crue in this? Because I, be, I, I, no, always believed no, Motley Crue. Really, not them. No, they, no, they really. Were nuts. The heroin was real too. Yeah. It was all real. He died, man. The guy died. Yeah. Uh, what's his name on the uh, uh, Nikki Six? Because from no, Nikki Six, didn't no, they die. brought him back. No, they brought him back. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had the, he had the needle in his arm. Yeah, when they found him, so yeah. crazy. Now yeah. he's doing great. Yeah, like, those guys are crazy. That's what's not yeah. fair. You get all these guys yes. that have done this stuff, and um, Dan would eat ice cream. He would. I know. He would sing songs, love Karen, and eat I, ice cream. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know he had COVID. So Until what, I messaged you? Yeah. I, I had no idea. I thought he had just gotten it. So I, I thought he was, you know, maybe a few days into it. I didn't know he had been struggling for 20, was it 22 days? Yeah. Um, It's just. It's the wrong guy. It's the wrong guy. I just can't believe it, man. The thing you know that, what I'm saying? The thing that pisses me off about all of this, it, uh, with, him being, with him being gone, is you have people that, don't give a shit about their lives. Right. You know what I mean? They save over and over and over. Right. And, and, you know, they live like, you know, like pretty much like hermits. They don't want to bother with anybody. You know what I mean? They do nothing. They're miserable and everything. And Dan was full of life. You know what I mean? So to have that light go out is a horrible thing to me. You know what I mean? When you got so many people that have the light, but it's a dim one that I would love to be able to just take from them and give to him because he deserved to live. You know what I mean? He really did. And he deserved to make it. Like he, he, you know, unfortunately you need, with all these shows, what all these idol shows and everything have done is, it, it's it's made you have to have this booming voice. I mean, those people are talented. Don't get me wrong. It's a different the, thing. The, the t- you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's there's good a, for TV. There's a whole bunch of but things he, that go into that. You know what I mean? There is. But what he was, did was came, natural. Yeah, but it came later on. You know what I mean? Correct. Danny, Danny couldn't try out for American Idol because he was no. too old at the time. No, he, he did try out for the, for, voice. for the voice. Yeah, but that, it's a whole thing where really? they're... Oh, yeah. yeah. When he was on our show, he was leaving for it. Yeah. But I mean, they're looking for. It's got to be the certain look. Of yeah, course, you know what I mean. And you, you can't. 
like old guys don't sell unless they're already famous. You know what God, I mean? God, man, Dan could put on a show. Yeah. He could put on there's, a show. There's two or three songs off that last album he did. One is the clip that Donnie Jabase put on uh, Facebook. The one song, I forget what it's called, but he's, you, you know, um, I, I, I don't even know the words to sing it, but he... Um, Please don't. I won't. <laughs> but there oh was two God. or three songs, because I, I called him and said, I, I said, Danny, man, that one song is just really good. Like, uh, you know, this whole conversation, like, and I've thought about it, like, really hurts my soul. Like, I hope Danny feels... I hope, I hope Danny didn't pass having any kind of disappointment. No, I think he knew he was talented, man. Look, There's I, no I think, doubt. Look, he I, was a confident guy. He wasn't The no, one uh, thing about Danny that like I you've known him for how many years have you known only him? Only 3. Okay, so you know you've known him pretty well, all right? Yeah. <clears throat> I think in in Dan's mind, I, I've known Dan a long time. I've done a lot of stuff with Dan, whether it was kid stuff and we were just having a good time to yo, I, I called Danny one day and I'm like, "Look, I have an idea for a cartoon series, a kid series." a cartoon and i told him about it and he's like this is all this is great and me and him we talked and i think within like maybe 45 minutes to an hour we already we already had the the theme to the show nailed we were already talking about we we just bounced real well off each other and then we brought brian bell in and brian's like an artist he's a guitar phenomenal guitar player he can he plays bass too he can pretty much do anything so i mean and we were all friends for years so it was great to work together that way. So we got to really seriously work on projects together that were like, you know, it, bigger than than Hamilton, bigger than South Jersey, whatever. Well, they went to California and pitched we, it to. Uh, we pitched wow, it you to guys took everybody. That flight, huh? yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and and it was so funny because at the time. I mean, I, I there's a million stories, but at the time, uh, Danny was like, "What are we going to do with this?" I'm like, "I'm going to call people." He's like, what do you mean you can't just call people? I'm like, I'm going to get them on the phone. Just like, I said, dude, they wake up just like we do in the morning. It's just a matter of getting the right person. You that's can't it. get Fred that works the broom closet. You know what I mean? We got to go higher than that. So that's what we wind up doing. And it wound up where Cindy Margolis's manager just happened to stumble across something. And I called him. And I was like, listen, uh, we're doing this. And I sent him a disc. And he, I think it took three days. And he, he was he, he contacted us right away. Wow. I want to see you guys. Got to come down here. We went down to Ventnor to this recording studio that his friends had. Is he that was actually, where the picture is where you guys all stand? We were in California. Yeah. yeah. And we went to Gang of Seven. Rich Aarons, who, uh, Rich Aarons won like four Emmys for doing Animaniacs, right? It was uh, Steven Spielberg. He worked for Spielberg. He started his own animation company called Gang of Seven. So we were we were pitching the idea to him. He loved it. It was, the numbers weren't there, whatever, as far as like, you know, for th the three of us to turn around and say, yeah, we want to do this. Because it was like all or nothing, pretty much. And uh, the numbers weren't there. We're with, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, it just <laughs> wasn't. Oh, good thing. Anyway, so we went to the, we that whole week. We just kept shopping stuff. And, I mean, it was like a blast. We were meeting celebrities. We were sitting there having dinner one night, and Flava Flav just happened. Oh, Flava Flav! Flava Flav! He is... Now, the difference in celebrities, all right? So you would think that this guy is a scumbag, right? I actually think he'd be fun. Like, he's, I'm sure he's like, a scumbag. Yeah, he's funny, right? Yeah. But, like, look, if you're going to meet the guy... And you see him coming, you're like, oh, Christ. Now, now, that's Flavor Flav, and you see him coming at you, you're like, oh, God. And he's loud, just like you would think he would be. And he looks like he, like, bathed in oil. You know what I mean? Seriously. So, <laughs> and he didn't have a big clock on. But anyway, so he's he's oh. walking towards us. Now, imagine, 
I don't know how well you know TV, but back in the day, Happy Days was huge. Oh, we grew up Happy with Days. Happy Days. Sure. So Marion Ross was Mrs. Cunningham. And I she they had a we when we were landed in California, it was the night of the Oscars, right? Crash won the movie movie of the year. The stu the the place we were staying at was called the Sportsman's Lodge, right? So Crash the Crash cast party was planned for it to be there, right? Under these huge tents. So like we were seeing like all these celebrities walk in there, right? And so we're out, we're outside. We just landed. We're, we don't even have our clothes unpacked. I have a coffee. Bell's got a coffee. Danny's just wandering around with a video camera, right? And we're all laughing. And I, and I go, oh, my God, it's Marion Ross, Mrs. Cunningham. And she is looking at me. Now, I'm wearing, like, cargo shorts and sandals, right? And a shirt that probably didn't have sleeves. And Brian's like, he's probably got a button down or whatever. So we start, like, kind of walking towards her, right? They have guards there. You're never getting through these guys, right? I just wanted to say hello to her. And she seemed, on the show, she would be like, you know, she was like we grew up with her. So maybe she would be nice. So now you got Flava Flav, who's like, looks like he's doused in oil with these two hot blondes walking (laughs) towards us. And then you got Marion Ross at this party, right? Now, you would think Marion Ross would be, like, the coolest, nicest older lady, right? What a bitch. She was like, remove him. <laughs> remove him. Yeah, and she I'm got on, you removed. And I'm on the other side of this fence. Right? I love it. You She's can't like, even be no. removed. She's like, oh, no. Now I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not in the party or anything. Mrs. C. I just wanted to say hi. So I Mrs. turned around C. and I was like, now I know why they called you Mrs. C. Right? <laughs> oh. And I walked away. Well, before I don't I got get thrown. it. Yeah, well, I, I can't. I don't want to say what it is. Oh, so we see got a good laugh Tuesday. out of that. Yeah, but Flavor Flav was cool as shit, and all he wanted was a change. He wanted a change of a dollar, and then he realized like who Neil was. You know, Sarucci was uh, Cindy Margolis's manager. He, we were all sitting there having dinner, and he's like, "Oh my god, man, it's you! What's up, Neil?" And he's there, and he's and Neil's like, oh, "This is my guy, Andy. This is Danny and Brian. They're like the DreamWorks of the East Coast, man. You'll love them." So, Mister, you know, Johnny Hollywood—that's what we called him—and uh, we met and Flavor Flav couldn't be nicer. And then we met Michael Madsen, who was like, he sat, he's like, uh, sit down, sit down, sit down. We go, what are you doing here? What's going on? I felt weird. I'm like, the guy wants to have coffee with us. And then Brian's like pacing back and forth. He don't know what to say to the guy. And he was the <laughs> nicest guy. And then uh, the one that really, like, uh, it was like really cool because it was, uh, we were, we were sitting, we went downstairs. We had breakfast at the, at the hotel, right? So we're all sitting there. We're, we didn't even order yet or whatever. And uh, we, we all got orange juices for whatever. And I don't even like orange juice, but it was like free. So we're like, all right, whatever. And coffee. And then all of a sudden, Jerry Van Dyke walks in. And he was just, uh, the show co- coach was done, right? But he walked in. This guy's teeth were the biggest teeth I've ever seen in my life and smile, right? He came and like sat with us. Like sat down like next to Danny. you said something to him first or he just No, he up? just came and he's like, hi, everybody. How are you? And sat down. Like uh, California is not Jersey, all right. Wow. We went and there was a there was no open table, so we were like, oh, I guess we're gonna have to wait. This was at dinner one night, right? And they're like, and I said, how long is the wait here? And they're like, we don't have a wait. What are you talking about? I'm like, well, there's no open tables. There's nothing, you know. No, no, no. We sit you with people, and I'm like, what the fuck is Whoa. this? I'm like, not from where we're from. No. That don't happen, no. right? So, no like, way. people out in California are, like, holding doors for you. And they're like, good morning. And you're like, what the fuck is your problem? You know what I mean? <laughs> Get away from what me. What do you yeah. want from me? Yeah, don't hold the door for me. What are you doing? Are you gay? No. You know I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but I'm just saying. That's, you know, you just wonder because you're from here where everybody's, like, you know, kind of got an attitude. Attitude. But anyway, so we had a great time in California or whatever. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. The one thing, I mean, I don't know. You got, what do you got? 
You got more? Do you want to say? Sure. What's, well, the, ahead. what's no, the one go thing ahead. you can't oh, just right. start that? So anyway, the one thing that was like, uh, this is like a classic. So uh, it was Danny. Danny and Ke- Keith Gazzara, right? Keith calls Danny and says, uh, listen, I, my girlfriend, because he's dating some girl from Cherry Hill, right? My girlfriend has two other friends. And we're, we're wondering, you know, do you and Andy want to, like, hang out? We'll just go out with them. And Dan's like, what do they look like? Right? <laughs> he goes, oh, I think they're pretty. He doesn't know, right? He's like, he thinks they're pretty. So Danny calls me, and he's like, yo, uh, what are you doing tonight? And I said, nothing. I thought we were hanging out. He's like, well, yeah, we're going to do something a little different. I said, oh, God, what are we doing? Right? So he goes, uh, Keith's hooking us up on a blind date with these two girls. I'm like, what do they look like? And he's like, well, he says they're pretty. I'm like, oh, he says they are. Does he know them? And Dan's like, I didn't ask. Come on, man. It'll be fun. I'm like, all right. All right. I'll meet you. I'll be at your house. And, like, Keith, pick us up from there. And we'll all go in the same car or whatever. So Keith's like, he pulls up. And I said, here's the deal. Danny had a pair of just these little round John Lennon glasses, right? I said, you want us to go out on a blind date? It's going to be a true blind date. I said, I'm going to be blind on this date. So I put the glasses on, right? And we went out with these girls and told them, D- Danny told them no. I was blind, right? No, you didn't. I was sitting, I'm sitting in a car looking straight ahead, right? Like I was blind. And the girls were sitting like right here. Danny, we're squashing the backseat because Keith and his girlfriend, like the king and queen, right? Anyway, so we're stuck back there with these broads. And uh, like they, they really think I'm blind. So we wind up going to the mall, right? The Cherry Hill Mall. And we walk upstairs, and Danny's like, oh, McDonald's, let's eat, right? I'm like, all right. So we go in there, and, dude, this is a totally true story. I'm not fucking around. So we go in the McDonald's, and they order food. And I'm, like, standing there, like, I have to be guided around or whatever, which I don't because I can actually see. And uh, at one point, (laughs) at one point, I'm grabbing the girl's hair, and Danny says, you know, he can tell the color of your hair just by touching it. <laughs> and, I remember this. And I I I was I tried not to laugh but I, I was like kinda laughing like I was doing like the worst Stevie Wonder impression ever. Like <laughs> and uh so I did. I touched the girl's hair and I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's uh that's like brown, it's got some blonde remember when uh, back in the day girls would get their hair streaked, right? It would be like brown and then like white, you know what I mean, in between. I'm like, this is like brown. Wait, no. There's some there's like blonde in here. There's white. And this girl's like, "Oh my god, She's this is going amazing." For it. <laughs> so I'm so they all get their they get their food and I'm like, "I'm going to go get food too." And they're and they're the girls are like, "Yeah, are you going to let your friend go?" And they're like, "Yeah, he's fine. He's got great direction skills and everything." They believe this. So I went up to the counter and they were like, "Yo, be careful. You know, you're you're getting close to the trash can, shit like that, right? They're just yelling this stuff in the middle of McDonald's. So I get up there and I'm <laughs> so like, ridiculous. I order like whatever the two burger meal was, right? And I and I give the guy, it was like five dollars at the time, like five something or whatever. I gave him a twenty. He gives me back change of like I gave him seven bucks, right? Oh no! <laughs> so he's got it in his busted. hand. He's got it in his Not hand. Not busted yet. It depends on how he deals with the situation. Right. So I, I, he's got the money in his hand. He's ready to give it to me. I grabbed his arm and I'm like, dude, I put the glasses down. I'm like, I can really see. Like, we're fucking with these girls. Oh, you over think here. this dude was doing this on purpose? Oh, yeah. He was, try, he was trying to rip me off. Oh, what a scummy so, move. So Keith, Keith comes up from behind me and he's like, he's like, yo, give him his money, man. Don't mess with blind people. And the guy's like, Oh, like he don't know what to say. This kid's like beat red, right? So they give me my meal. I go and put it on a table. I act like I am so offended, right? I am like really upset. 
I and I said I said that I'm I got to take a walk. So I'm walking, and where they were sitting in the McDonald's, you could see like outside, and you know how you get close to where you could see down to the first floor. I was walking like I wasn't going to stop, like when the like I couldn't see where the where the thing was. You know what I mean? Where the rail was. I'm walking, and the girls are like, "No!" Screaming their heads off. So anyway, so this goes on for a while. And they let me drive the car with these broads in there. And they're like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen wait, in my life. Wait, you're driving? I'm driving. Wait. They, see, wait, how, dude, you can't just, like, jump it? Like, you, they, I said to them, let, here's, all right, here's how it went down. So we walk out of the mall. And Danny's, Danny's, he's like, he can't believe we're getting over on these girls, right? So we're laughing about it. And I said to Keith, I'm like, yo, I want to drive. So Keith's on the other side of the car. And he throws me the keys. And I caught him, right? <laughs> And they, they were like, oh, my God. Like, this was the greatest Bravo. show on earth. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I get in the car, and they're, like, telling me where to turn and stuff. Like, all right, now turn here. Now make a left. And there, and I did. And the girls are like, this is amazing. Like, they bite the whole thing. Anyway, so I had to pee really bad, right? <laughs> oh, I'm like, no. I'm like, yo, can we? I got to pull over because I, I have to go to the bathroom. So we did. We pulled in Cherry Hill East High School. I run up. We're in a parking lot. Nobody was there. It was night. So I run up and I'm at the front and I'm pissing at the, at this with this in this bush and I didn't know it but the janitor's like uh, in this window above me watching me piss. Uh-huh. He calls the cops, right? Oh. So I'm done. I walk over to the car. Me and Danny are going back and forth with the girls and everything. They they're still we're trying to tell them I'm not blind at this point, right? And we're doing Oh, you're you're coming clean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing muppet impressions. Right. Like, I mean, just like, you know, like, hey, everybody and doing all these different weird voices or whatever. And like six cop cars pull up. Are these girls not believing it or they're figuring no, it no, out? No, they, they kind of believe it now. Okay. But they're laughing because we're doing the Muppet jokes or whatever. They couldn't believe they fell for it or whatever. And they're wow. like, are you sure you're not? I'm like, trust me. I can see. <laughs> so these cops come pulling up and they're like, hey, big boy to me. They're like, uh, what were you just doing? And I looked at him, and I look at Danny, and Danny's like, he go, he's like making like this gesture, like, oh, you better tell him the truth. And I'm like, all right. I said we were doing Muppet Muppet impressions, <laughs> and they grabbed me for being a smartass and cuffed me. <coughs> oh, for telling the truth. Yeah. So Keith Keith went in the in in the woods to get a, a, you know an oral exam, right, with, by his girlfriend, and they come walking out. He walks out like he's walking through the like a like the curtain on the Carson show. You know what I mean? Like the night to the uh, Tonight Show. Like, dan, 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 dan. here comes Keith. Keith's like, hey, everybody, what's going on? You know what I mean? And they're like, yo, what are you doing? What are you, you can't, what are you doing? And this one cop turns around and says, oh, Keith, what's up? He's like, Mr. Hamilton. <laughs> he knew the cop. The cop was originally from Hamilton. And he goes, yeah, we uh, we have a problem here. We got your your boy wanted to get mouthy, so we had to cuff him. They're telling me they're going to call my dad. I'm like, I'm almost crying because my dad will kill me. So Keith, Keith knows the guy, and he's like, no, 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 he's a good friend of mine. You know, we were hanging out, and, uh, you know, I actually lost my keys in the woods. He was lying. He was going to So uh, they, they uncuff me. That we're going to have to cut. Right. They <laughs> uncuff me, and they, they tell me to, like, knock it off and just be good or whatever. And in the meantime, the girls have told them that I've, like, acted blind the whole time. And they were like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? Why are you guys doing this, these girls? But it was, they really believed it. Wow. They really did. We had a blast that night. Dude, that is, that's. That's overwhelmingly it's, hilarious. It's, There's all like know, layers to that story. So the, I don't know if Danny wants to say that story. <laughs> no, Danny loved it. You got to be kidding. And uh, all right, so the only other thing I wanted to bring up was there. Uh, Danny and I were in the in his original basement, right? When he only had the four track, I think. And uh, there's a, a, he if he does if he has the greatest hits, 
of the uh, guys and DATA or whatever. He had the original recording of us writing and coming up with the lyrics for a song called Daddy Got Hit by a Truck, right? Oh. And it turned into like a party favorite. Like everybody loved it. So every party, him and I had had to do Daddy Got Hit by a Truck. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, Daddy got hit by a truck, oh, Lord, what the fuck, right? Wait, would he play guitar and you would sing? Yeah, or? but it was like a, in unison, we were singing together. Wow. Like, he came home late one night, must have gotten into a fight because, you know, Dad was a drunk, a drinker. And uh, it was like, Daddy got, uh, what was it? Uh, he must have gotten into a fight. And it was like, the lyrics made no sense. They were like, <laughs> so, we, so he went out to the vegetable garden, right? And that's when Daddy got hit by a truck, oh, Lord, what the fuck? That's what it was. And it went on from there. Like, he, he didn't really like Elvis. He didn't like the Beach Boys, the, you know, the dad in the song. So, I don't know. It just the hook of the song was, Daddy got hit by a truck, oh, Lord, what the fuck? It's catchy. And everybody was sing, would sing it. And it, it, was, it was nuts. That's and then, cool. like, we did it so many times that we were sick of it. And we didn't want to do it anymore. Wow. And they were like, it came on. too big. Yeah, it yeah, came yeah. too big. Yeah. But anyway, what we were talking about as far as, like, being famous and stuff and Danny should have made it or whatever. Yeah. I think Danny was completely happy with the fame he had. That makes me very happy. I really, really believe that. I've thought so much about that. Because honestly, if he wasn't, he would have pushed harder. He would have been like in California more or in Nashville more or whatever. He, I know. But he was content in who he was with. He loved Ken. He loved Oh, God. We can make a whole show about that. Yeah, but I mean, when you're content in your life and you're doing what you want to do on whatever level. We both had a lot of faith in uh, the Nostalgia Cafe. I mean, he was on fire. Right. I mean, he was making the YouTube videos. We were going to parties for it. We were trying to promote. We really had future plans. And um, like I said to you earlier, before we started recording, um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Karen messaged me and she said, hey, my dad uh, messaged me and asked me if I wanted to continue the show. I was like, what'd you say? And she's like, yeah, I think it would be good. So we're Karen and I, and, and I don't know what's going to happen, uh, but uh, we're going to continue it and keep the keep his memory alive with it and keep on I think that's what he would want too. Oh god yeah. You got to be kidding. That, that would be exactly what he wanted. Yeah. But guys, check it out. So I got some new ink. Oh wow. Yep. Starts with the uh, plug going down here. So I got a little uh, input plug going down there. Right. Wrapping up and then I got my microphone nice. and you see the initials right there. DM. Got Very it. cool. So he's with me right there. Very cool. Now, you guys got close in a hurry. I mean, I've never I've never, it's, it was like a yin and yang thing. Like right. I brought the energy, he brought the knowledge, but we were both entertainers. We were both, we both loved to entertain and, and go out there and have fun. He loved music. I love pro wrestling, but whatever it was, we could just collaborate on, on an episode about whatever and just find some way for us both to be excited about every single conversation we had. Yeah, and the, and the reason why that happens is the same reason why Danny and I were friends, and Tom and I were friends, and Danny, and Danny, me, and Brian were friends. You know what I mean? It's because we spoke the same language. Yeah, it was. The, it didn't matter what part of entertainment you wanted, you were in, but you were. That's what you wanted to do. It didn't yeah. matter if it was wrestling or you know singing. You know what I mean? Uh, folk but songs. But it, it's or whatever. not even just wanting to, because I know there's a lot of people out there who want it. Right. But then there's people out there who do it and Dude, do it well. What, you and I were just talking about this when I got here. 
I am very opinionated when it comes to comedy. Very opinionated. I don't believe in comedy college. I think it's people throwing away money. If it's comedy like a comedy gym where you go there to work out material, mm, yeah. or you're going there for writing tips or whatever, I, I mean, every every comedian. How could it? Has done how it. could you learn? I mean, because everyone has their own style. How right. could you possibly learn? From you can't teach somebody what they no. don't have. You're either funny or you're, you're not, not exactly. man. That's just how it is. I mean, look, and Ray and I, and like I said, this show has nothing to do with me and Ray other than telling stories, laughing, and reminiscing about Danny and, you know, keeping his memory alive. Uh, You know, but the thing is, uh, when when Ray called me and said, look, I want to do this podcast thing. I want to do a podcast with you. I already, I looked into like five people over like three years that would ask me to come in and be their second banana or whatever. And the the chemistry is not, you can't make it. You know what I mean? You can't just create it. It doesn't work that way. And I told Ray, I'm like, let's do it. Let's do a sample show and see how it works. And what? Instantly it was, we, we were like clicking. You know right away. You know what you I mean? You do know right away. I, you can't teach You can it. hear other shows, and you're like, ooh, oh, that's painful to right. listen to. Like, that's not working. When it's working, it feels good, and you know it. Yeah, and you get a lot of these shows. You guys are a perfect example of what to do, what, what a show should sound like. You know what I mean? I thought Ray and I, the shows we've done have been successful because there's a chemistry there. You know, chemistry with you and Danny, and, and even with Karen, you three of you, right? Yeah. So the thing is, though, with that, then you you go on and because you're doing the podcast thing, you know, you, you want to see what your competition sounds like. Ray and I cracked the top 12, top 12, three times, three months in a row, whatever, when we're doing our show regularly. Anyway, and then you listen to these other shows and they're like, hi, how are you? They're so into their voices and listening to like what they sound like. They can't believe that like I'm doing a podcast called the, you know, the uh the, the incredible shrinking man or whatever. And it's just like the story about this little guy who decided to come out and he, and he's a very, uh, almost sounds like, you know, public radio guy. You know what I mean? Those shows suck because they're boring. You know yeah. what I mean? Because some guy had enough money to throw together and get a board or whatever, or a couple of mics. They've probably never been on a mic. They've no. probably never entertained someone their entire no. life. I don't have a you know, we never We never trained, uh, trained. We never uh, did any, any, our shows where we walked in, half the time we were late, we would walk in, <laughs> yeah. and that was the material. Yeah. What'd you do today? Yeah, what we happened? Didn't, we didn't get in. We didn't write anything. No, never. The only thing we wrote was like like, like if we did a segment. Carson skit. Yeah, or something like that. He would run stuff past me, and I would always be no, 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 or whatever. And he would write them anyway, but he would have them in envelopes. And I wouldn't know ahead of, I wouldn't know ahead of time what, what was in the envelope. You know what I mean? And, dude, how fun is it? How fun is it to be able it to is. be with a friend and know that you're rocking it on the oh mic? Oh, my God. It's not so, it, it is. And, and that's the thing that makes me happy, like I said before. He knew he was good, number one. Even if he wasn't one of these guys that bragged, or you know, you know what I mean. Oh, he's very humble. And, but like I said, that I'm so glad that time he shared with me that, like, I'm only the, there's only like two or three guys that were able to, you know, from this area that were able to make it as a full time career. Like he was nothing else but a singer. I mean, maybe in his twenties he worked, but I'm talking for the most of his adult, adult life. life. You know, he he was a singer. Right, you know, because I th- and I think that's what happened. I asked him. I said, "So, what do what do you do full time or something?" You know, when you're not singing or anything, and he's like, "No, that's he what does I do. What he that, loves. That, that's what I do." 
So one night, we, we when we had the, that crazy he, wait, show. Wait, well, hold Go on. Ahead. Before, this, before I forget about this, because this should be mentioned. All right, so Danny did do what he wanted to do and be a singer and everything. But you got to give credit because he had a support system that was unbelievable. I mean, I'm not... I, I don't want to diminish in any way anybody. No, but you know, you know p- the aspiring musicians who don't have that Oh, God, I know. System. Oh, please. Absolutely. They're like, you're nuts. You got to get a day job, blah, 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 and do this, do that. And then they get older, get married, and the wives don't support it either. You know what I mean? They're like, this is crazy. I'm doing this, and you're doing that, and it's not doing it. I need more, whatever. And he right. had, it, you know, when he got his first marriage, you know what I mean? He had a wife that supported him. I was there. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, we went to California, and she was like, "Do whatever you can. Do whatever. Do whatever." She was very supportive. I know he he performed in bands back then, and she supported that. And then he goes from her. You don't get it twice in a lifetime. You don't. It's so crazy. Yeah, and then yeah, you get I didn't a woman. Know she was like that. Yeah, and then you get a woman like Karen, who's like, not only does she support you, but she's there with you she while goes, it's happening. Oh yeah, she she's performing. Well, she would sing and with sing him. with him exactly. I saw shows where she sang with him. So I mean. Yeah, Danny did what he wanted to do, but he also had the support system there along the way. First, it was his mom. Then it was Brenda, his, his first wife. And then it was Karen. And not only that, but the friends all supported it, too. He had a great support system. Yeah, People went out. I don't know how many times I saw him live. You know what I mean? And you just go out and see your and support your your friend who's doing this and wants to do it for you know his living. You know, you know? whether he was making it or whether he was making it local like he did. And I mean local, like tri-state area or whatever. He still made it. Everybody knows who Danny is. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had a, he he's a he's a legend. He's left a legacy behind. Yeah. So when we had um, our first crazy show, and it it was it it, it got popular real quick. Um, people just bought. They really liked the chemistry, and I think Danny was one of the first ones because right. Danny was a critic too. Danny would, t- you know, because Andy would ask him, "What do you tell me? What you think?" Yeah, you probably don't, respect don't, that opinion. Don't yeah, bullshit because, me. Uh, well, because I knew he would be honest. Right. You know what I mean, don't bullshit me. Let me know. And he says, "What, what you and Ray got is it. It's you can't explain it, but you guys play off each other well. You, you know, it just it just works. You know." So he he has Danny come in one night, and um, this is great. My dream. Like, it's funny because my whole life I devoted to, to, to playing baseball. And then it's, it's funny, I, I as what I got was, older. What was inside Little Ray, though? Little Ray wanted to be with Andy. And all his <laughs> so. Um, no, you wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be an actor. Get out of here. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. And a comedian. Absolutely. You want to be uh, on the big screen? Oh, God, yeah. I still do. I still have a dream that I'm going to somehow make it. It's crazy. <laughs> right it here. Is. Right here is yes. the answer. Because we don't have to be beautiful. We just well, have to sound good. And mm-hmm. we're kinda golden. Hot, uh-huh. We're golden. I'm kind of hot, though. You're fat guy beautiful. Well, All right. right. Well, go ahead. Well, now I am. Right. Anyway, um, so I always <laughs> wanted to sing. I always wanted to sing. And... and, and the show that we did brought a lot out of me, like stuff I didn't think I could do, you know, just talking on the mic and all that. So Andy brings Danny on. So I think he's there just to do, a, you know, songs and a couple he's songs. He's promoting his, a new album that he put out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Dandy goes, Ray, we got a surprise for you. <laughs> he says, uh, 
I know your whole life you wish you, you could have sang and right. this and that. He says, so I got Danny. Danny's going to play the music, and we're going to sing. Oh, man. We're going to do a Kiss song, he says. Oh, yeah. man. Which, I'll be honest with you, my skin was crawling. <laughs> thinking about but, it, but. Afterwards, I come to... Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened, and then I'll tell you afterwards what they right. said. So now... Yeah, because there's truth behind this. Not so, only is it a beautiful story, but there's also the story of two dicks behind this. Beautiful story. story. <laughs> so um, I said, well, we're going to sing what he sang to me in the hospital. Hard Luck which, Woman. Which was Hard Luck Woman. Right. Great song. So he starts playing it. And I start singing, and now Danny and Andy are, are doing the... The harmonies. We're doing the, the Yeah, so the harmony. I, I don't know what it is. So this song comes out. I mean, first take, and even <laughs> Big Jim, the producer, in the beginning is laughing because he thinks I'm going to fall on my ass, right? So we, and we didn't have any idea either. You know no. what I mean? All we wanted to do was give him his dream. Were you rocking it? Yeah. Well, hold on. So now... So we, but on the side... Right, we we were gonna do this, but on the side, Danny and I are pissing ourselves because like this is gonna make great podcast. Like <laughs> they radio. figure I'm gonna be like, "How you doing, everybody?" I met you, yeah. I never have seen you cry. They figured I, hello, something like that. They figure I'd fall asleep in between. So when Danny started playing, Danny Danny was looking like side eyeing me, right? And then and and he looks at Ray and he's like. So and now I'm getting into this singing. song, man. And I look at Danny and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, he can actually sing. I can't believe it. So now we're like, yo, we have to sound good now. We can't We can't suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to be on Ray's level. So, yeah, we, so. Now we got to like step it up a little bit. So Danny's like, now you see, like I'm getting, I'm like moving the mic. I'm like inside. I'm like. Mm. <laughs> Doing vocal warm ups. Yeah, trying to like, <laughs> so we sound good. Anyway, go ahead. So now the song, we, we do this song and I'm just. You know, at the end, just getting into it, man. I just got into it. So erect at this point. And uh, <laughs> as I am currently. They're all my, um, I knew something was hitting me. Uh, what the? I thought that was so, just your hernia popping out. Yes. I have a big hernia, people. Um, and so we get done the song, and like they're like, wow. I got to tell you, Ray, we kind of did this so you would fall on your face. We figured you were going to fall on your face. Yeah, we did. But it sounded really good, and I wish we could have. Unfortunately, this yeah. once we, I don't know what. Sound didn't work out? No, no, no. This, it was great, but once the show. There's there's like a middleman, right, with the, with the studio. The yeah. It, we yeah. were doing. That middle guy no longer wor- help, like, works with them anymore, so our old show is has disappeared. Yeah, you could pull them up, and then there's there's no content. Oh, so, that's a shame. But that was one to keep. Now, I got the one he sang me in the hospital. I keep it in my phone. But um, that that was a great night. And um, like I said, he just he could play anything. And, and yeah. uh, we did that. And, and never, I'll never forget that either, man. Awesome. There There's a... There's another thing I wanted to mention, too. He did a, an album with Brian Bell. It's called Bell Morrow, right? And they were they were broke. They didn't have, you know, nobody was rich at the time. So he he couldn't afford maracas. And he took uh, rice and put it in Pringle canes. <laughs> and that's what the, the same sound. Yeah, that was the maracas on the end. They did stuff. Like, Danny was very creative that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's creative, dude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the way uh, I've ended the show in the past, I mean, I, we could talk. For a very long time, but oh, God, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll cut it off here. And normally, I would 
um, do a chat pack thing and give shout, have you guys give shout outs. I just want to give one of my own shout. If you want to give a shout out, that's fine. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to you, Karen. I, um, I'm really sorry about what you're going through. Uh, my time. Yeah. I just, I just met you guys basically, but my time with you guys has been so special. It's so hard to find in your adult life, a best friend and people that you can click with. So, so well, and uh, from the moment I met you guys, uh, you, you took me in. I looked up to Danny. I, I respected him. And you're just such a good friend. Uh, I'm always here for you. And I really am glad we're going to continue this show. We're going to do it in Dan's honor. And we're going to make him proud. And I just love you guys to death. So shout out to you, Karen. Um, do you guys want to say anything to anyone? Or are we going to wrap this thing up? I want to say the same thing to Karen, man. That it, it, the, the love affair that, that, that they had... It was just special, man. Like, there was no, like you said, people do the everything on Facebook. I mean, he was, she was the beautiful Karen to him every single day, every minute. There was no BS. And although it may have only been a few years, you know, they got each other for a few years that most people will never get their whole life, even if they're with someone that they don't even you know, it falls apart or whatever. Like what they shared was true happiness. Oh my God. It was incredible. And again, I'm, I'm sorry too. Uh, it, it's, I mean, her heart's ripped out right now, but, um, I'm sure every night she's got so many memories. And, um, as you could see, she, she, she puts something every day about Danny and, um, you know, he'll just be, alive forever and 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 thank god we're lucky to have you know i have the videos i have and and uh there's so much there's so much that you could just you know still hear him and you can spend days enjoying dan morrow still so that we're lucky for that you know what i'm saying and like i said i never heard that flyer song it's damn good for like uh you know, so hopefully Joe Carollo, I think, is trying to get it out. Hopefully he gets that out. And, People are and posting it and they're sharing it. So if you're listening to this and you want to help out with that, uh, find mine, Sam Sitels. I posted it. You can share that. Karen shared it. A lot of people are sharing it. We're trying to get it out there. Yeah. So that's all I got, Andy. Um, no, pretty much the same thing. But uh, the one thing I do want to uh, want to say is uh, about his boys. Um, and not only – and I'm not – and you guys – already talked about Karen. Karen knows how I feel. I, I Those two, I didn't even know that they were like together when they were in high school. When we were in high school, I walked in Danny's house and they were like sitting on a couch together and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, these two. I'm like, alright, whatever. But anyway, uh, I love her to death and uh, the boys, uh, you know, the one thing, if you guys are listening, what you know, uh, I did want to say that like, I, I, I know he was like extremely pr- proud of both of you. Uh, oh God, you were yeah. like, you were like his entire world and you know, don't and they're talented too. Yeah. They're uh, talented too. Yeah, Brendan's like, he's like Danny again, you know, Danny point two point oh or whatever. Right. But, uh, so that, that's, uh, the one thing. The other thing is for you guys and for whoever's listening, um, I think that the best way to honor Danny's memory is to do what he did. And I don't mean play music. And like, you know, like, like, let's go get guitar lessons or anything like that or vocal lessons. I'm saying follow your dreams. Do what makes you happy because this like, you know, he was 50 years old, just 50 years old and his life is over. 
and I just think that, uh, you know, to, it would be a real good way of honoring his memory as if, uh, you know, we did what we, what we, what we do best. And I'm 51. I'm getting sick and tired of traveling. I, uh, I do stand up and, you know, I get calls that, you know, oh, New York's opening up or anything. I don't know if I want to do it anymore. I want to do something. I want to do this. I want a podcast. I want to do the shows with me and you, mm-hmm. Ray, and stuff with you, Sam. Uh, you know, this is what I'm good at. God gave me this voice for a reason. Danny told me that the entire time we were together from when we were in high school. He was like, yo, you belong on the radio. You belong on the radio. You belong there. You belong here. And he supported me the whole way. So let's take a little Gonna bit miss of what, you, what Danny. he says. Going to miss Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, he was a sweet soul, I like to say. A sweetheart with, with just a sweet soul, a beautiful soul. That's what he was. He was a beautiful soul. The world needs more Dan Morris. You bet your sure. ass they do. I'm going to end the show with the, the first day I met Dan. Talk about beautiful soul. Just out of nowhere, he realized that my intro to this show, The Pillars, was, was not up to par. So he's like, let's record an intro right now. Um, so even though this is us going out, I'm going to play the intro that was created by our brother, Dan Morrow. May he rest in peace. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love you, dude. You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here right now.